All right, sir, we're good if you are. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jan C. Scruggs. I'm the president and founder of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, the famous Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. And uh, I'm also an attorney and uh, have done a lot of interesting things in my life, including studying post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm here today with a, a very interesting and amazing person, uh, Jimmy Musconis. Uh, he was a non-commissioned officer in the Vietnam War grew up in a little place uh, called Apalachicola, Florida, and, uh, and uh, I'd like to say hello to him. So he and I have a little history together, which I think you might find interesting, and uh, uh, it led to the creation of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. We had uh, some friends who we saw die, uh, Claude Van Andel and, and others, and uh, here it's pretty rough over there, to be honest with you. So uh, at this time, uh, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Jimmy Muscona. Say hello to everybody. Okay. Yeah, okay. Th thank you, Jan. Th thank you. Th th uh, thank Jimmy, let me ask you, what's the quickest way for you to explain how you ended up in Vietnam in 1968? I mean... Uh, you got out of high school, then what did you do? Well, I was out of high school, but I, 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 I the, the draft was going on then, and I just knew my, my, my number was nothing wrong with me, and I, 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 I was classified as 4F at, at the time, and I got drafted. I got drafted. I didn't get drafted. I used to get drafted for a couple of years because my, uh, my father had been sick, and I was helping su to support the family, and uh, and uh, it, it, they gave me a deferment for for a couple of years. So, so I was 23 years old before I, before I got drafted. But but that, that's, that's that's how I ended up in Vietnam. Uh, I got I got Uncle Uncle Sam said I need you, boy, and uh, and I and I went. Well, Uncle Sam uh, had a special plans for you because. Uh, uh, you were selected to be uh, go to the non-commissioned officer uh, candidate school, and uh, why don't you tell us about that and uh, your goal when you got to that uh, candidate school? That was uh, uh, that was a school that was during the Vietnam War. There was such a shortage of, 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 of career uh, rank and. and because of the war, by then the war had been going on for several years. But anyway, they had they had an infantry, they had the NCO school in infantry, artillery, and and uh, um, infantry, artillery, and armor. Uh, they had three three of those in, three of those schools going to different parts of the country. The one here, one that I went to was at Fort Fort Benning, Georgia, was the infantry school, and then. Uh, Armor, armor, armor. One was in uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and I, I forget where the armor, armor was. Tanks. Anyway, the, 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 they, 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 they need, they needed, the, they need the rank. Uh, they, they, need, <laughs> they need the higher rank NCOs in Vietnam. But to, but to give, but, but put it in perspective to you a little bit, Jan. Uh, at one time when I was in, in Vietnam, I mean, while you were there, I, I was the ranking NCO in my company 
I'd been in the Army for less than two years, and I was a staff sergeant, and I, I was a ranking NCO except for the first sergeant. First sergeant was the only one that outranked, outranked me. And, uh, but that, that just goes to show you that uh, uh, the, the, career, the, career, the career members of, of, of the Army then were, were getting, they'd been to Vietnam twice, and they got called a third time, and then they, and I talked to them. So they said, well, I'm not going. I'm, I'm getting out. They'd been in the Army like 12, 14 years. And so it was a, there was a real real uh, uh, drain of, uh, of experienced people in the military. So, so, so that's and, – and, and that, 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 that particular school was available. And I, I did – and I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I did not – I did not want to go to Vietnam as a private. I wanted to go there with as much rank as I could. Uh, that, that's, that sounds a little selfish, but it's the truth. I mean, it's, it's just, just, it's, it's just, it's just my, the mindset I had. And when I went to, when, when I got selected to go to that school. <clears throat> okay. And for the audience out there, you, you would be uh, graduate from that as a uh, an E E five, uh, and uh, but the top ten percent of the class was given the rank of E6, uh, Staff Sergeant. And you were no, that's the, top, the top of your... Of your, uh, of your and, and, then, and then after I was over with, uh, you had to go through an OJT, an on-the-job training for a, a, a AIT cycle. Uh, and I went to that one before I went to Vietnam. So I, I left into school. I got graduated the summer. Of, of, of in the summertime, and then in 1968, and then and I went to OJT in Fort McClellan, Alabama, for a cycle. It was nine weeks, and then from there, I had a leave for about 30 days, and then I went to Vietnam. So, 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 so we were we were trained a lot. I trained for over a year. I say a year before I went to Vietnam. Well, uh, when you got there, you were primarily in charge of a rifle a platoon, a rifle squad, rifle company. Yeah, yes, I, I was there for a short period of time, and I made a, made a platoon sergeant. I was actually, I actually had the had the had a higher 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 uh, position what what my rank called for, but. Uh, but, uh, and then later on, by the time you got there, I, got, I there was there was an opening in the mortar platoon, and 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 I and I took over, and I was a platoon sergeant in a mortar platoon when you were there. Did you uh, ever capture a North Vietnamese soldier? I, I was involved with one. Uh, we we captured one. Uh, uh, I, I tell the story a lot because it, it's it's kind of funny now. But uh, I had, he had a he was he was just a kid. He was he couldn't have been over sixteen years old. Might might have been twelve years old. But uh, we were we were in the woods, pretty close firebase Nancy, pretty pretty close to there. And uh, and it was it was two guys walking down this. And I, I was I was fixing I was I was just fixing to come home. I was just I was I was pretty close to. to to going home, and I was getting pretty nervous, to tell you the truth. Anyway, we, we, we ran across these two guys 
in the jungle. And one of them, like I say, he was just a kid. And he just, he, he just, he just threw his weapon down, and we and we grabbed him. And, uh, and then after that, uh, uh, he he probably thought we were going to he didn't know what we were going to do. He was scared. He was, he was really, 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 really scared. But anyway, uh, when these intelligence people came out to pick him up, uh, I had the AK-47. It wasn't AK-47. It was a, it was an SKS rifle, and I had it in my hand. I could have kept it and brought it home with me, but I would have had to. I would have had to tote it. Through. I would have, it had to have been on my person, and I was out in the field and. Uh, and I, and I just I just handed one of those uh, one of those security guys. I just gave it to him and they said, hey, "You take take this." And, and I guarantee he he told all kind of horror stories about that that, that SKS right. Jimmy, uh, you and I were uh, we had a, a a pretty bad experience on the twenty seventh of May, uh, nineteen sixty nine. Would you explain that right. to the audience? Yeah, that, that was uh, it was it was May the twenty eighth. But anyway, uh, it, it uh, uh, we were in a, in a, in a, in a, an operation down in, the, in a rubber plantation by a place called Swan Lock, uh, and we were out out in the woods for for several days, for like five days, five four or five days, and. Uh, and we got in this little skirmish with these North Vietnamese. There's a bunch of North Vietnamese in the area, and we got got a skirmish with them, and uh, uh, one day, and then uh, they, they 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 killed a couple of our people, and, and then and they, we teamed up that night with uh, some some members of the 11th Armored Cav, and and and, and, and so we spent the night, and then the next morning, we were continuing on our operation whatever it was and uh, uh and we got ambushed and uh <laughs> i can i can remember a uh uh i can remember real vividly uh, uh, whenever things started happening uh I, I was being in in the open area and i looked around me and it was, it was clear I said, dang, I, I gotta get behind it. I gotta get I gotta get some cover. I gotta get behind a tree somewhere. And uh and about that time I, I jumped up and ran by this tree, and by the time I did, uh by the time I moved, a rocket landed right where I was, right real near where I was, and then you were real close <laughs> to where I ran to, and the and the shrapnel from it uh from that explosion was uh uh it hurt you and it hurt this other fellow named John Smith pretty bad. It did, and I was, I was, I would say I was closer to the explosion that, uh, uh, and I had the least amount of amount of damage. I, I was just, I was just lucky. <laughs> and uh, Smith, I, I, Smitty, I think he threw his weapon down and he started running through the jungle, didn't he? He, he well, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, because he was hurt worse. He, he was hurt. His shoulder was tore pretty yeah. bad from, from all that shrapnel. But uh, he, he was beside me, and and, uh, and, he, and I, I saw I saw the damage he had before he did. Uh, but uh, my my experience, something like it happens. 
pe people don't feel feel a, a pain until later. But anyway, he didn't he didn't know who was hurt, and he look, he looked down he look, he looked down at his shoulder and saw his shoulders messed up. He didn't know to what degree, and uh, it, he 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 he, he, ju he just jumped up and panicked and ran off back down back in the woods, back down from where we came, and and I, I just instinctively just jumped up. I just went after him and, and, and literally tackled him and, and brought him back to, to, to our, our, our group, which was, was uh, anyway, yeah. it was, uh, it, it was something. And then, and then, and then I, I had some communication, talked to him. I didn't see him. You saw him uh, here a couple of three years ago, three or four years ago. And uh, he's, he's had some, some bad, uh, psychological type problems, I think, because of all that. Yeah, he had pretty serious injuries to his shoulder. I mean, unbelievable. Well, uh, it was very unpleasant, and uh, but you were able to also uh, get some guys together, a guy named Don Greth and others, to rescue me because I was just laying there bleeding and, uh, you know, kind of rose the occasion. I yeah. That, by the way. And, uh, but we lost some really good, uh, good people there. I remember there was a guy, Sergeant Andijar. He was from Puerto Rico, I believe. And he was a really, really very organized yeah. person who tried to keep the, the riflemen out of the, the middle of you know, these, <laughs> these difficult situations. He was always watching out for people. And, uh, 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 he, he was shot during an ambush and he was shot through the head. So, uh, but uh, what I find interesting is that, uh, you know, you've been such a success in your life. You started out 50 years ago with a little outboard repair shop. Uh, you know, you figured out how business worked. Ultimately, you raised some money, borrowed some money and uh, built yourself a little fishing resort, and it's really the most unique place in Florida to go fishing. If you're a serious fisherman, this is where you want to be. Apalachicola on the Gulf of Mexico, the beautiful Apalachicola River. Is that was is that the body of water? What's the body of water there? Yeah, but it, yeah, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe, but I've been at this location. 46 years since 1974 and uh and i and ironically in, in, in my experience in vietnam uh there's a lot of water around here and i was raised on the water more or less and i could run a boat and when i was in vietnam i was the only person in my company in our company we had a small company maybe 100 maybe 100 men i was the only person in our company that could run a, a boat and we and we had some we had some, some like like 22, 22 foot look, uh, uh, boats at the army. The, 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 I forget who gave them to us, and, and nobody knew how to run one. But 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 but, but, but me. And, uh, yeah. But uh, it was it was something else, and I, I think I get think about it sometimes, Dan. And uh, of course, we were younger. We were in our twenties, and uh, we, we 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 were just. So, so young, and that's that's why we 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 couldn't do that. We couldn't we couldn't go through that again now. Yeah. 
<laughs> now we could we could do bunker guard or something like that, but carrying a pack and going out after those uh, Viet Cong. Uh, uh, I took you back to Vietnam, by the way, and uh, we went to a little village, uh, maybe it was a Montagnard village. Yeah. Yeah. Went over twice with you. I couldn't believe it, but for years, you started going back over there about 15 or so years ago. No, no, over 20 years ago. And you kept bugging me, wanting to, want me to go with y'all. And I said, no, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back. And then, and then about uh, 12, 13 years ago, I, I said, okay, I'll go. So I, I went. And then I enjoyed it so much. I went the the following year. Yeah, um, I, I probably went back, but uh, but, but I, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I'm glad I did. Uh, uh, it, was quite, it was quite an experience. It was quite an experience. What you and all those years that you went there and and, and doing the, the work that you did, building schools and uh, and and. and and helping the people out, and helping help helping the people out. Uh, yeah, my my uh, program was a project renew, and we used behavior modification in order to teach people, young people, not to touch unexploded ordnance. There were a lot of uh, artillery rounds, bombs, yeah. bombies, uh, and so forth that uh, caused casualties. And by changing. By making wooden replicas of them and bringing a like a Buddhist priest and a Catholic priest in to meet with the kids and show them don't touch these things, yeah. you know, reduce the casualties. And uh, I'm building a school there now, uh, honoring a, a former mayor of Scranton, Pennsylvania, okay. triple amputee from Vietnam, and a uh, really fine fellow. So, uh, you know, life moves on and. Uh, I'm retired now, but uh, still involved with now the world of podcasting. Uh, I'm helping the global war on terror. I think they're memorial built, and uh, I have a very good and uh, very satisfying life. Yeah. Well, one, thing, one thing I might add about those trips to Vietnam, that, that program that you had to renew, uh, when y'all were making it uh, uh, an educational thing for people to keep from getting get people from getting hurt from unexploded ordinances over there. One of my trips over there, we were told that over 30,000 Vietnamese had gotten killed since we left there. Right. Uh, most, most of them were farmers. Uh, uh, but anyway, so, so it was a real problem. It's still, it's still still a real problem today, I'm sure. I know it is. It's got to be. Yeah. Well, you know, they're still digging up ordinance from World War One and <laughs> in France, Belgium. And some of it is, you know, it depends on the priming me mechanism. If it's been corrupted by water or something, that's good. But sometimes they become more unstable over time. And uh, so that's why uh, kids are attracted to this dangerous things like that. And uh, so we've done really good. Well, at this time, I want to thank you for your service to our country, Jimmy. Okay, Jan. I want to note any fishermen out there, uh, they need to, uh, before they die, they need to go fishing with Jimmy Moscones, uh, uh, one of his guides. They had plenty of guides here at Apalachicola, Bay City Lodge, a uh, great deal of fun. Thank you very much, and uh, we appreciate your... Okay, well, I, I want to watch your podcast. 
I guess go to your, 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 web, your website, I can find it. I'll take care of it for you. Yep. All right, I appreciate it, Jen. You, you need to speak to Derek. Derek, he's with me. No, no, no. One of these days, we'll have a nice, nice talk. Okay. All right, Jen. Thank you. It's been very, uh, uh, it's been, uh, it's been unusual, very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we turned out okay. We went through some really, really very crazy and difficult uh, stuff, but uh, and a lot of people didn't come back the way we did. You know, we, we, yeah. we kept our mental health. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, none of us became alcoholics or drug addicts. I mean, we did the best we could. Right. Uh, you and I and, and so many people, we don't get a lot of recognition, but uh, we, we, did, we were happy to serve the country. And uh, somebody had to go over there. So uh, that was well, my duty. But, uh, but, but, but Dan, I, I told you this. I told you this. Back in the '80s, or, or I guess it was '80s, but what you did, creating that, that creating and causing it to be happened, to, causing it to be built, the Vietnam Memorial is just a phenomenal what you what you what you accomplished, and uh, I, th I think history history is going to be good to you for that because it's because what you did was, was something very 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 unique. You know, I just got through reading that book about uh, about it, and uh, it and then in that book they 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 brought up the fact that uh, uh, that that the, the, the federal government in 1955 it appointed a commission and probably I'm guessing it probably gave them some money too to to build a Roosevelt a memorial. And when they, when the book was written a, few, a couple of years ago, they still had. Still, at the time, now it's down. There's one there for him, but it took about like fifty years for that. So, but so what? What you did, Jim? I'm, I'm plugging you, but 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 it's the truth. It's 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 it's, it's, I mean, it's just what you did was phenomenal. Well, I appreciate it, and I and I get, I get a lot of uh, uh, thanks from a lot of people. Well, you take care of yourself and uh, enjoy that beautiful Florida weather. Okay, Jan, and Merry Christmas to you. Th th thanks, thank you, Jordan, Jan. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. All right, talk to you later.